Welcome everybody to the Cannabis Review. I am delighted to be joined on this episode by Dario Sabagi. Dario is a renowned uh, journalist. He's interested in international news, human rights and cannabis, and he's written for a lot of the world's top media publications like Forbes, High Times, Rolling Stones and Middle East Eye, to name just a few. How are you keeping, Dario? Everything is fine. Thank you. I'm delighted to have you on the show. You've been uh, putting out some amazing content across a various uh, multitude of publications. So I thought it'd be great to have you on and help introduce the audience to some of the big stories that are happening at the moment. Can you maybe give everybody a quick little overview of how you got into covering cannabis as a journalist and uh, what brought you into the space? Yeah, basically I started covering cannabis like uh, two or three years ago and uh, working with an uh, English publication uh, uh, with Word, I started covering uh, cannabis from Italy, about some stories from Italy, because it's the country where I come from. And then I started to collaborate with other uh, news media organizations, including High Times on uh, Forbes. Uh, uh, but at the same time, I... I cover uh, Middle East uh, news from the Middle East regarding politics and economics. And uh, regarding cannabis, I uh, I, uh, I also be an uh, editor in chief of the Italian edition of uh, Whitworth. It was called Whitworth Italy for one year and a half. And then now I'm working as a freelance journalist, both uh, covering both cannabis and international news with a focus on the Middle East. Okay, amazing. Yeah, for I've subscribed to your uh, Middle Eastern newsletter, and I highly suggest anybody who hasn't subscribed and is interested in learning about that territory of the world, check it out on his website. You can subscribe to everything there. But moving on to the first story for this uh, podcast that I wanted to talk about, it's the Juicy Field story. It seems to be a, a big news at the moment in the cannabis industry, how a, a group of guys created an investment platform that turned into a Ponzi scheme and ran away with everybody's money. Can you maybe give everybody your uh, expert overview of that scenario in that case so we can get people up to speed on it well yes i started to cover uh juicy Felt story just a few days ago actually other uh, publications such as uh El diario and uh, el país financiero covered this topic for months because of this uh, alleged scheme juicy Felt basically was a crowdfunding cannabis platform where uh, people could invest to buy a plant to be cultivated, uh, uh, harvested and sold. And, but uh, at the same time, it was discovered it could be a, a Ponzi scheme yeah, in the sense that the, the website is not working, uh, it's not working more actually. And uh, uh, people uh, just uh, cannot withdraw their, their deposits and, uh, now there are uh, some private investigation about wh what's going on there uh, on, uh, on digital platform. And uh, actually there are some lawyers working uh, on it. Basically, it seems that um, the owners of the platform belong to uh, three people with a Russian uh, passports and uh, they, uh, they just uh, they just disappeared even the CEOs uh, of the the former CEO of the Juicy uh, Felt uh, said he didn't know anything about that but of course the investigation are ongoing there are not, not official uh, news yet of the developing story 
And uh, basically a Ponzi scheme uh, is based on the fact that the early investor uh, get the money from a newer investors. So in that, in that way, the Ponzi scheme uh, um, is a functioning for, uh, for the owners to collect all money possible and disappear suddenly. And uh, Joseph was uh, mainly focused on uh, cannabis cultivation uh, but investors, most of them were from uh, Latin America, Spain, and uh, Europe, with uh, some users also from uh, Asia and uh, North America. But uh, as the, the coverage suggests to me, uh, that most users were from uh, Germany, uh, Spain, and uh, Latin America. And, um, but they were also like uh, Italian or uh, uh, British uh, British users. So it was a very uh, huge platform in terms of cannabis uh, industry because it counted about 500,000 uh, 500, users according to Juicy uh, Belt uh, official records. Uh, but uh, at the same time, uh, you know, the cannabis industry is a very new industry is a very volatile and uh, scams can happen with, um, like in any other uh, new industries. Yeah, no, I agree. There's, I think this won't be the last uh, opportunistic um, company that we see preying on people's investment and people's money because, as you said, it's still unregulated. There's still a lot of black holes to the to the industry. The la latest article you wrote, we reposted on the Cannabis Review, was about Switzerland uh, legalizing medical cannabis and 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 imports and exports. Do you see those that uh, we know Spain legalized and they're saying within six months they're going to have a medical cannabis program up and running? Do you think Switzerland are going to be within that time frame or within 12 months or is it still too uh, too early to tell? Well, uh, cannabis, uh, cannabis business around was already legal for a specific uh, disease. Uh, Conditions and but now from a from a first of August it will be uh, uh, fully legalized, which means uh, patient won't uh, have us permit uh, authorization to the agency, but simply uh, a physician could prescribe cannabis for them, and uh, also cannabis would be with a high uh, level of that uh, CBD, although. Uh, the THC uh, should be capped at the one percent, but probably it could be uh, it could be more. We have to see about that about the implementation of the law, and uh, of course, could be um, a very good news for European countries which are uh, lacking of supplies. Uh, for example, uh, in Italy, uh, most of the supplies come from uh, the Netherlands and uh, other parts of Europe, of Canada through Aurora Cannabis. Uh, uh, company and uh, but also all their state uh, lacks of uh, cannabis supply so there are many patients that depends on what kind of condition the uh, the legislation allowed to use a medical cannabis and uh, also for Spain uh, which has recently uh, recently legalized cannabis although uh, I have interviewed uh, some uh, some experts in the field of uh, Spanish cannabis industry which have been told is a very limited uh, legislation which won't um, solve the problem at the moment. 
Yeah, we had uh, Dr. Adan de Salas Kiogran on the episode recently, and he was basically outlining that six months is a little bit ambitious for Spain to think, and even the 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 language used in the ruling is still unclear, which are, whether it's a specialized physician or he, he was even saying that it's a doctor with no conflict of interest is, is the one who has to prescribe. But as I said, trying to figure out that web of uh, of knowledge will be a tough one for the Spanish regulators. I want to basically move on now to Middle East, North African cannabis and the various territories in there. Basically, it, there's a lot of countries and I wanted to try and cover them all. So I've got a list of all the top countries in this space and I basically want to run through them and I want to give you get you to give them an A or an F depending on how good their cannabis industry is. Okay, so that sound fair? Sure. Right, so first one is Algeria. Where does Algeria stand, A or F? Well, except if we talk about uh, regulation of cannabis or all the of recreational cannabis, all the Middle East countries are F, which means nobody legalized cannabis for recreational use. And uh, so Algeria is included on in that, although there are uh, some illegal cultivation, some uh, legal trafficking okay perfect bahrain bahrain the same uh, the same uh, also even uh, cbd is considered uh, illegal because it's a part of the of the cannabis plant which is considered illegal there as well yeah that's what we think bahrain is one of the strictest ones egypt anything happening in egypt Egypt has a long history of uh, cannabis culture uh, uh, since the 18th, uh, um, yeah, the 18th century. They were, or even uh, even before, they was largely consumed by the population, which is the uh, most populated Arab country. And but still, is uh, illegal. There are trafficking between Upper Sinai and uh, with. Uh, uh, with the border with uh, Gaza Strip, and uh, but it's uh, illegal as well. So Iran and Iraq are pretty much going to put together. I presume it's as highly illegal there as it is in Bahrain that there's not even a CBD market. Yeah, I mean Iran uh, is uh, even. Um, I mean drug trafficking could be punished with a death penalty yeah. as well. Okay. So Iraq, uh, I'm not sure about death penalty, but of course it's illegal. Yeah, yeah. Some of the countries seem to be you now. Israel, we know of, obviously has a, a thriving medical uh, industry at the moment and export industry. Yeah, uh, Israel is a, is a different story. Uh, Israel, uh, we can is uh, has not legalized recreational cannabis. Uh, medical cannabis could be used for certain uh, usage, but a very exceptional. Uh, but uh, at the same time, what's interesting about Israel is the research. We don't have to forget uh, 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 that uh, THC was isolated there in, in, uh, in 1964 by uh, Mesholam, uh, Dr. Rafael Mesholam in 1964 was isolated there. So it's a long history with, uh, with the research. And also recently is uh, one of the largest import of cannabis. Uh, I think even more than Germany actually. And uh, it started to export uh, seeds to the U.S. recently, in, uh, a couple of uh, months ago. Okay, so Jordan, is there any movement in Jordan? They seem to have a, a, a forward-thinking king. No, 
No, uh, Jordan as well, same legislation on what countries prohibited and uh, it's illegal. And Kuwait, illegal Kuwait. as well. Lebanon? Lebanon uh, was the first country to legalize medical cannabis in 2020 to, with the hope to, uh, to contain the economic crisis uh, that started in, 20, in late 2019. Uh, however, has not, been, um, has not been implemented the legislation. At the same time, so there is a just a loop, but there's no implemented, no companies working on it, no farmers as well. At the same time, Lebanon has long history with the hashish. Lebanese hashish was one, uh, one of the top-notch hashish in the world, along with uh, Moroccan hashish. And uh, it exported legally uh, with trafficking route to uh, Middle East country and Africa as well. Yeah, I've just finished a book about the Phoenicians and uh, hashish and Lebanon pops up a little yeah. bit in it, the, the kings of trading in the Mediterranean a number of years ago. So how about uh, Libya then? Is there any action in Libya? Libya, uh, there is no legislation as well. Everything uh, is legal regarding cannabis. Morocco, we, we know that there's a movement happening there to a degree. Yeah, Morocco legalized medical cannabis and uh, industrial hemp in uh, 2021. Uh, and to contain also the drug trafficking there and help uh, farmers from the Reef region uh, to, to go legal. At the same time, Morocco is uh, the first supplier of uh, hashish, uh, hashish or in, uh, in the European continent. Uh, so it's a, uh, so recreational cannabis still continue to be illegal, although there is uh, some form of uh, tourism regarding the uh, regarding the legal cannabis and cannabis crops. So European Western tourists goes to Morocco also to see to have a tour in this kind of in these farms in a, a reef region and other parts of the of the country. Okay, so I'm going to bunch Oman, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates and Yemen in together. No laws, pretty much not a chance of it. <laughs> to everyone, even regarding uh, CBD, uh, some months ago or some years ago, I don't remember well, but uh, a British uh, citizen was uh, jailed for, uh, uh, for carrying on uh, CBD oil in uh united arab emirates as well so yeah. it's a strict illegal and then palestine anything happening in palestine in palestine uh also it's illegal and also there are it's widely consumed in all this country you just mentioned so including palestine is a cannabis consumed as well but and then yeah, we've got illegal. we've got syria Tunisia and Turkey, anything? Uh, yeah, all the country are uh, are illegal cannabis. There is legal. Syria have some cultivation as well that could export something. Uh, Turkey, uh, Turkey is uh, illegal as well. And uh, what's the other country you just mentioned? Uh, Tunisia. Tunisia. Tunisia as well, they have good hashish quality, they have some crops, they ex export something, I believe, as well, but yeah, still illegal. 
Okay, yeah, I think it's been very informative. I love learning about all the different territories that are happening at the moment. For anybody who hasn't read any of Dario's work, I highly recommend going to his website. The link is below and in the information below. Subscribe to the newsletters there. He's one of the top uh, journalists covering cannabis as, as, as far as I'm concerned. So, Dario, thank you very much for taking the time to join us today. Thank you very much, Hoy. It was an absolute pleasure. Hopefully we get to touch base at the start of next year and we'll get an update on some of these territories and hopefully we've got some movement in Europe and uh, further afield as well. Sure. Thank you. Until next episode, guys. (laughs) 